In Parshas Lech Lecha, that's this week, at the end of the Parsha, we have a story, a bloody story. Avram Avinu, at the age of 99, is given the mitzvah of Bris Miller. And he is, he is instructed to circumcise his kids and to circumcise... His, uh, the entire household, the Yelid Bayis, those servants that were born by him, Miknas Kesef, those that he bought, it's all an obligation. And we have a number one, it says Avram was 99, I'm sorry I don't have the beginning of the Pasuk, when Avram had the circumcision he was 99, I'm sorry we're short on paper, but uh, that was it, There's no, I'm out of paper. If anyone's interested in quickly cutting down a tree and getting us some more paper, then we can... The Yishmol B'noi ben Shloishas Reishani. Yishmol was 13. B'himoyloi es Pesara Losoi. Right when he had his Brismila. And then it says, Be'etzem hayoyim hazeh. In the essence of this very day, Nimoel Avroam. Avroam was circumcised. And Yishmol B'noi. That seems to be an extra Pasuk. Seems to be quite an extra Pasuk. It just said, Avram was 99, Yishmol was 13. What does it mean, Be'etzim ayyem azeh? So the Rishonim differ. Rashi famously says, it's not in the paper, but you'll have to believe me. Rashi says that it was the day that Avram turned 99 and the day Yishmol turned 13. It was on the very day that they turned these ages. It sounds like it was their birthday. Which means Yishmol had the same birthday as Avram. Okay, that's interesting. What's very problematic with that Rashi is this story was not on their birthday at all. When, when were the others born? So there's a Machlekes in Masechta Rosh Hashanah, Dafir Aleph, Rabbi Lezer versus Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Lezer says in Tishrei, Rabbi Yeshua says in Nisan. The Gemara seems to go with Rabbi Lezer that it was Tishrei. The Shail is Yitzchak. When was Yitzchak born? So let's assume Yitzchak was born Pesach. But why, why would we assume Yitzchak was born Pesach? Because, because Avram, when he has the Malachim in the beginning of Vayera, he, he tells his wife to make matzah. So we assume that's Pesach. The Malachim then told him, Michal tells him, exactly a year from now it sounds like, exactly this time next year you'll have a son. Well, if the Besura, if the good news was given over on Pesach, well, a year later makes it Pesach again. Now, those Malachim came to Avram on the third day of his Bris Miller. So if they came to him on the 15th of Nisan, it means the Bris Miller was on the 13th of Nisan. If it's the 13th of Nisan, how is that Avram's birthday? What's Rashi talking about? So according to Rabbi Yeshua, it's not a problem. Rabbi Yeshua holds all the others were born in Nisan. When exactly in this cinema? He doesn't give a date, right? Doesn't give a date. Maybe Avram and Yishmol's birthday was Taka the 13th of Nissan. And that's exactly, forget the Abishta gave him the mitzvah. The Abishta chose. The Abishta was very particular in the day when he told the Abishta to do the bris. It was Dafka on the 13th, Dafka on the day he turned 99. And uh, Yishmol was 13. We'll see more about that soon. And uh, then it fits. Two days later, the Malachim come on the 15th of Nisan, and they say in exactly a year you'll have a son. Yitzchak is born Pesach, perfect. The problem is the conclusion of the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah is actually like Rabbi Eliezer. That at least Avram and Yankiv were born in Tishrei. 
So Avram's birthday is in Tishrei. This story happens in Nisan. How is Rashi saying it's Avram's birthday? So the Ramban challenges Rashi with this, and all the Mepharshim discuss. Okay, so the Maral learns Rashi's taka going according to Rabbi Yeshua. There's different ways of going about it. Um, it's fine. Okay, okay. But that's how Rashi learns Be'etzim Hayyemaze. Other Rishonim say Bechal wasn't their birthday. When it says Be'etzim Hayyemaze, it doesn't mean on the day that Shmuel turned 13, the day Avram turned 99. It means on the very day they were commanded. They didn't tarry, they didn't wait. I mean, on the very day Avram got the mitzvah, he circumcised his entire household, his kid and himself. Which is a chiddush that you wouldn't assume it would have all happened on one day. Many Mepharshim point out it must have been a major uh, operation. <laughs> Tarti Mashma. That uh, for Avram to get everybody circumcised on that day. So uh, look in number three, there's an interesting comment of the Rosh in his commentary on Chumish in this week's parasha. Himol Yimol Yulid Beisecha, this is number three. He says, Harbe Vladus Mol Avram, many of the kids Avram circumcised, Koidim Shayamul Asatma before he circumcised himself. Vayukula Mesim, they all died. Ad until Shanosanloy Aitsa Mamre, till Mamre gave him an Aitsa. We're very well familiar that Mamre, one of Avram's close friends, advised him about the bris miller. The simple reading is Avram wasn't sure, should I do the bris or not? And Mamre said, go ahead. And, the, and the, that's impossible to uh, digest how Avram was uncertain. Should he fulfill the mitzvah of Hashem? You know, years later from now, and Avram is much older, he doesn't hesitate to shecht his son Yitzchak, but he hesitates about the bris, it doesn't make sense. So there's many, what? No, so the Rosh says it's a different chat. When it says Mamre gave him the Eitzah, it wasn't whether to circumcise or not. It was Avram was at a loss. Avram tells his close friend, God told me to circumcise my whole household. I'm doing it and then they're dying. How do you explain that? So Mamre said that the Hirgish mitoich mitzvah sakodesh baruchu. If you look at the Abishta's words, Sha'amar Hashem said, Himol, Himol, Yilid Beischa. Why did Hashem say Himol Yimol twice? Hashem was saying, Hamol Yimol Yilid Beischa. Only someone who has a bris should give the bris to others. In other words, Avram first has to circumcise himself. Pirish Hamol, someone who has the circumcision, Yimol, he can circumcise. Kishahoya Nimol, once he's circumcised, he can do others. But before Avram did it himself, he's not allowed to malam, to circumcise. And that's why they died. What does Rashi mean? Allow? Yeah. In other words, Avram, when he origin- Avram originally thought to circumcise everybody before himself. Why did Avram make that cheshbon? So some of the Go on. He wanted to learn the technique. Okay, so some, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many Mepharshim say Avram, you know, but <laughs> exactly. it's like trial, you know. You, exactly. It's like, uh, you know, testing medicines on animals. Alderich Marshall. Um, there's another reason. Avram was worried if he circumcised himself, he'll be very weak. How's he going to make sure? Avram was given a mitzvah. Everyone in the household needs a bris. If he does it to himself first, he's out of action. He's recovering in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. So how's he going to do He th- Simple cheshman. I've got to take care of everybody else first, and I'll do myself. L'chur, that's the reason why he did it. 
and the problem is they were all dying, horrible. So Mamre tells him, you got it wrong. You got to, what did God tell you, you know? Savram so tells him, and Mamre thinks, and he says, I, I smell something over here. I think you needed to circumcise yourself first. Now, how are you then going to circumcise everybody else? <sighs> well, that's the way you got it. You got to do yourself first. By the way, by the way, halachically, the Gemara in Avodah learns from this pasuk, Himal Yimal, this very drasha that Mamre said, it's taka true. Only someone who has a bris can give a bris to somebody else, excluding a guy. It doesn't exclude a Jew who never can't have a bris for health reasons, because a Jew is be'etzim called the circumcised person. Yidin are be'etzim called nimoylim. Um, and goyim, even if they have a circumcision, are be'etzim still uh, arelim. It's a din in, in laws of Nadarim. If someone says, I vow not to have benefit from anyone who's an oral, it refers to every guy, even if they have a bris, and it doesn't refer to a Jew who doesn't have a bris. So really, the, a yid is be'etzim and nimal, and a guy is be'etzim and oral. But uh, the Shaili is, before Avram does his bris, the Chayre, he's not Jewish yet, there's a well-known debate, if Avram became a Jew, the Ramban holds he did, and he came a Jew by the bris. That means before he circumcised himself... But Ishmael became a Jew too. Yeah, 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 well, okay, okay, yeah, 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 but it wasn't passed on to his kids, and we have a whole sheer about that, why? But... Uh, Alden, I was just saying something. What was the... I'm sorry, about the going... Uh, the oh, so the Shail is even the Ramban who says Avram became a Jew through the bris. That means right before he did the bris, he was still a guy. So how could he circumcise everybody first? He really needs to do it himself. So the Chayra, Mamre, was Mamish head on. It wasn't Stam, Mamre said, ah, I smell something in Abish's words. The Chayra, Avram tried to do according to the Rosh, it's mamash halachically invalid. It's it's poshed al pi Simple that before Avram had the bris, he was he was a guy according to everybody. We once had a shir. I think there are those that say Avram became a yid earlier, maybe by lech lecha, or maybe when Avram was thrown into the fire by Nimrod. And uh, fine, but uh, it's 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 a major discussion in the Mefarshim. Was Avram supposed to circumcise himself first? Or circumcised the rest of the, the, his kid and the family and the, the avodim that he owned. And it boils down to this question, was he even able to circumcise them first? Well, the Rosh says that's what he tried to do. And the Chayr, it's mamish against a simple halacha that a goy cannot give a Jew a yid. Because of this pasuk, uh, uh, thank you. Because of this pasuk, himal yimal. So there happens to be a tshuva the chsam soifer. The chsam soifer writes... That once Avram was macabre on himself to do the bris, he didn't do it yet. He was ready to do it. The only reason he pushed his own off was to make sure he could uh, <coughs> orchestrate and arrange the, the brisin of, the, of the everybody else. He, but he was ready to do it himself. Says the Chassam Sefer, once you're macabre to do the bris, you're already considered a nimal. That's what the Chassam Sefer says. And therefore Avram actually was... Uh, going down the right path when he made his original calculation to be mal everybody first. Nonetheless, the Rosh says they passed away until Mamre said, no, himo yimo means you posh need to have the physical bris. It's not enough that you accept it. You have to have the physical circumcision. Tremont and Torah, what is a Jew? 
Okay, major debate. The simply it's like this. Toysfus holds that there was no such thing. Toysfus, the Ramban quotes him in the uh, Parshas Emmer. He says, the Chachmei Tzorfas, the French scholars believe until the year 2448, there was no such thing as a Jew. There was the Abrahamic family, just like there were many different nations. 70 nations, there was the Abrahamic family. And they had a special mitzvah of bris that had been passed down. Right, all of Avram's descendants, which made them unique, but they were halachically goyim with all of the ramifications of that. And if they wanted to be machmir to keep the Torah, which was going to be given in the future, so there were those that did, those that didn't. You know, the Ramah writes in a letter that Yaakov married two sisters proves Yaakov never kept the Torah. The Ramah holds was only Avram. The Ramah says the Gemara discusses twice in Kedushin and Yuma that Avram kept the whole Torah. It's only Avram. It wasn't no, nobody else. Amram married his aunt, etc. So you have those. Pesach. What? What's the thing to matzah on Pesach? You just mentioned they were making matzah on Pesach three months. Before. Oh, 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 right. So that would go, yeah, Avram. 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 What family? Who's alive then? Sister Avram. What? Yeah, Lloyd's oh, also doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cheaper to serve him back then, you know. Back then, matzah was cheaper than a than challah. When you're making it yourself, when you're making it yourself, it's much easier to get away with matzah. Lloyd was using the Yom Tif to, to save a couple pennies. I shouldn't say it. Lloyd had lots of good things going for him. No yeast, no sugar. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's healthy, he's healthy, you see? Sugar-free, sugar-free. You know, when Lloyd asked Malachim to come into his house to eat, they said, no, we don't need any sugar. He said, perfect. I, Perfect, I have matzah just for you. I have exactly perfect for you. Okay, well, anyhow. Even if Avram himself, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, the Chorisim Moya Bris, the Avram. Yeah. So he wasn't a Yid then? When did he flip the Oh, so it's even a better Shaila. How could Avram circumcise himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a big Shaila. You said that, yeah, yeah. Okay. When did, become, when did that Exactly. Hello, it gets better and better. But the truth is, this is not the discussion of our ship. Okay. This is just a preamble. But Taka, how could Avram circumcise himself? If he only becomes a Jew after the circumcision, then as he's circumcised, he's a, it works he he's exactly himself. Himself. You have to say that as he's doing it, you know, it happens at the same time. You know, his, the bris and his Judaism comes together. You know. Anyhow, so what are we talking about? So we're going to talk about the following. We're going to talk about a father's an obligation to give a son a bris, right? That's uh, we all know. That's what happened to Avram. It says in Parshas Vayera, Avram circumcised Yitzchak Kashet Siva Oisolekim as Hashem commanded him. And the Gemara in Kedushin learns from there, a father has to circumcise his kid. The Shaila is, if the kid doesn't have a bris for some reason or other, I don't know, the father was out of town, the kid wasn't well, for whatever reason there was no bris. Now the kid's bar mitzvah. Once the kid himself becomes bar mitzvah, he has to circumcise him. He has to arrange it himself. The shail is: is the father still responsible? Is the father still responsible? Who to pay? Who said he has to pay? Maybe not even. Now, first, I'll tell you: when it comes to the mitzvah of circumcising your son, there's a big debate in the Rishonim. Many hold there's a mitzvah on the father to circumcise the kid. When you get a moil, you're appointing him as your shliach. He's doing it for you. He's doing it for you. The Maharach Erzorua, Reb Chaim Erzorua, was the son of the Reb Yitzchak Erzorua. You're talking about 800 years ago. He writes, as Bechlal, not the mitzvah. The mitzvah on the father is to arrange the bris, not to do the action. 
And he says the moil is not your shliach. He doesn't have to be your shliach. Shliach is if you have to do with your own hand, you appoint somebody to represent you. Says the Marach or Zerua, the Abisha never said you have to circumcise your kid with your own hand. He says he wants you to be on top of it. He wants you to arrange it. That's it. So that, that's a very important uh, debate. But the child is what happens when the kid becomes bar mitzvah. Now the kid is definitely chayiv to worry about it himself. The shayla is, is the father off the hook or is the father still chayiv? So look at number two. We have a Rambam at the beginning of Mitzvah's Miller. Just one page this week. We tried to cram as much as we could on the page. Number two, the Rambam. Mila Mitzvah's Asay. Mila is a positive command. Shechayov and Olea Kodesh. It's a unique Mitzvah, positive command that carries chorus, there's only one other. Usually a mitzvah saseh, if you don't do it, there's no prescribed punishment in the Torah. Okay, the Gemara says you bring a carbon oila to rectify mitz- missing the mitzvah saseh, but there's no court uh, sanctioned punishment. When it comes to Mila or carbon Pesach, they are the two mitzvahs. If you don't do them, you get chorus. Shanam Mar, that says in this week's parsha, Va'odol Zacher. A zocher who remains an oral doesn't have the bris. It's not on the father, it's on the kid. Now, a kid's a kid, so taka. As a kid, he's not going to get chorus. But continues the Rambam. The mitzvah is on the father to circumcise. The on a master who owns a... Whether you lit bias, they were born in your house. In other words, you owned the mother, the shifchan, she had a baby. Or miknas kesef, if you bought them from the street. If the father doesn't do it, if, he, if they don't carry this out, they, 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 uh, they have uh, not nullified, they have not fulfilled the mitzvah. However, they're not chayef chorus. The curse is only on the person himself who has the foreskin. If the father or the master um, default on their responsibility, then the bezin kicks in. Bezin mitzuvim to mal the kid or her evid or the evid bismana at the right time. ASAP. Bezdin is not allowed to allow an oral to remain amongst Jews and not even Ba'avdeyan. Continues the Rambam. Now, if Bezdin's going to kick in, they can't you know, come in the middle of the night, t- well, take the kid, and they're going to do a bris. Only if the father is known to have reneged on his responsibility. Then Bezdin will do it against the will of the father. There's an interest, there was an interesting halachic dilemma that happened a number of years ago that <laughs> there was a, an American family in Eretz Yisrael <coughs> for, they were there for Yom Tif, and they had, they'd had a boy. Fine. The boy that couldn't get a bris on the eighth day, it was a bris was pushed off. Punk, the first day that the bris could happen was on the second day of Yom Tov. Whatever Yom Tov it was in Eretz Yisrael. On the Yom Tov Sheni, the second day of Yom Tov, the kid was considered, you know, this was the day he could have a bris. 
The problem is generally if a bris, it's not at the right time, you don't do it on Yom Tif, not the first day, not the second day. Here it's Eretz Yisrael, there should only be one day Yom Tif. The father though is American, and he's going back to America. So, and now we know there's different minhagim, what do you do when you're in Eretz Yisrael, but this guy's minhag, he went like the shittas, you keep two days. So the father said, the second day Yom Tif for me is still Yom Tif. So I can't circumcise my kid because it's a delayed bris. I can't do it. The problem is the boy himself is Israeli. The boy was born in there. He's a Ben Eretz Yisrael. As far as the baby's concerned, <laughs> the second day Yom Tov is not Yom Tov. So the kid's basically screaming, I need a bris. The tat is screaming, I can't do it. The shaila is, does Bezdin go ahead and do the bris? Because the father's not doing it. Like he's still does considered <laughs> Shulchan Aviv. What? It like doesn't matter. He, if the father... If the, but if he's the not a Ben Eretz Yisrael. He's not Chayev. No, but he's, he's, still, call, he's still young. He's yeah, but you don't know. The family comes from America to Eretz Yisrael, yeah? And they have a son who's been in their yeshiva for 10 years in Eretz Yisrael. No, wait, Tishma, Tishma. He's already there 10 years in yeshiva. He joins there for Yom Tov. He's going to keep a second day Yom Tov because they're keeping? No. He doesn't say that he's from Tel Aviv. But somebody living with his parents... He's uh, bound no. to his parents? No, uh, no, 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 he, no, he, no. no, not in this case. In some, not in this case. If a boy is learning Eretz Yisrael for 10 years in yeshiva, so right? He's, he's, a, boy, he's a Ben Eretz Yisrael. Yes. His parents come from America, he joins them for Yom Tov, he doesn't keep a second day. Because his parents, no, that wouldn't be a reason. Even his parents is a Shiloh. For sure him, he's a Ben Eretz Yisrael. So the question came to many Rabbonim. It was a very intriguing question. It's a real Gishmaka Shiloh. Got lots of people thinking. And it remained a big debate. There were those that said, Taka, the Bezdin does it. The kid needs a bris. The father's not doing it. He has a pesachumra. Okay. But for the kid, the kid has no reason to wait. He's an oral. You've got to do the bris right away. Ah, it's already pushed off. Once it's pushed off, push off more. No, we don't say that. Reb Chaim Brisker was once asked, right? Famous story. There were two kids that needed a bris on the same day. One of them it was the kid's eighth day. The other kid, it was the 40th day. It was a delayed bris. So the shaili is, which one does the moil do first? So the moil thought, let me do the one that's the eighth day. Reb Chaim says, no, you got it wrong. Reb Chaim said, the kid that is the eighth day, he has the whole day. The whole day, just risen makdimin, but you have the whole day. The kid that's on day 40, every second is already past the red line. It's urgent. So you actually do it that way. You do the delayed kid first, says Reb Chaim Brisker. And then you do the kid that is the eighth day. So, so too, there were those that wanted to use that for this child and say that there's an urgency over here. This, the father wants to keep another day. The, the kid needs a bris. For the kid, it's not Yom Tov. It's like the father's not here. Bezin does the bris. Could you imagine such a thing? Yeah. Right. The, the Rambam says Bezin only kicks in if he was Avar and Nimna Lamaylai. If the father transcribed mean, just keeping a second day Yom Tov is hard to categorize him as Avar Venimna. Anyhow, I'm just throwing that in. I thought that was interesting. But this also has nothing to do with our shir. What? It remained the big machlekes. Well, oh, what did they actually do? That doesn't matter. No, the question is the, que- the discussion. No, the discussion is way beyond the story. <laughs> what? What happened? Tachlis. What did Paskin? The real question is: Does the basin pay for the bris too? All right. Well, oh, Anyhow. Oh, Anyhow. Oh, okay, well, let's go by to Let's go. Let, let, okay. Continues the Rambam. We're in number two. Um, in the 
about six lines from the bottom. Nisa'alam mi What if this kid, though, hides from Bezdin? So his father doesn't circumcise him. And uh, he's hiding, you know, <laughs> you know Bezdin's on the lookout for him, for this operation, you know. And he's, uh, he's not home, right? He's hiding for you. Veloi Molloi saying they don't end up doing it. So when he becomes bar mitzvah, he has to circumcise himself. Every day that passes after he's 13, he doesn't do it. He's breaking an assay. <coughs> but there should be chorus, because the Rambam said before, chorus devolves on the person himself. So when does the, this guy get chorus? Chorus, says the Rambam, he won't be chayv chorus. Till he dies, only if he dies without a bris, deliberately without a bris. There happens to be a rivet who argues on this Rambam and says, no, his whole life he stands with the Isra chorus, a prohibition of chorus. And no, it's very hard to figure out what's the rivet saying against the Rambam. Is the rivet saying his chai of chorus when it's 13 and two days? Because No, the rivet says his whole life he has an isru chorus on his head. Like, what does that mean? The Rambam maybe agrees that chorus is on his head, but he only is actually chai of till he di- when he dies, because at that point he can no longer fulfill the mitzvah. Can he marry? Oh, oh, exactly. So first you see from the Rambam here that chorus must be in Olam Haba as well. There's a big discussion what chorus is. There's usually the idea the person himself dies young and uh, it can affect the children. But you see from this Rambam, it's, there's something about the person, Nolam Habo. Now, so I'll just tell you that Reb Meir Simch of Dvinsk, the great Ursameach, famously explains the debate of the Rambam and the Ravid as the following. He says, according to the Rambam, you only are mavato the mitzvah when you could no longer fulfill it. If someone's 60 years old without a bris, he could say, I can still do it. I'll get around to doing it. I have a whole life. The Rambam holds you actually, you only completely break the mitzvah when you can no longer fulfill it, which is when the person dies. Until then, you haven't completely broken the mitzvah. And therefore, there's actually no chorus at all. Chorus doesn't begin till after death. So this According to the Ravid, once the guy's bar mitzvah and doesn't do the bris... He be'emes should be chayv chorus already then. But since he's able still, he's alive, he could do the bris, so the Abishah with his patience allows him, let's see what's going to happen. Hashem says, really this chorus, but it's frozen on your head. It's, oh, I'm only going to implement it. I'm not going to implement it yet because you're still able to fix it. What's the difference though? The chorus, the rivet will anyway say that it only begins when you die. He says, very simple. The guy doesn't have a bris until he's 70. He's, well, when I'm 70, I'll get the bris, right? When the guy's 70, he becomes very ill. He can't do the bris anymore. He's ill for five years, dies at 75. According to the Rambam, he's b'chal not chayev chorus. Because he was allowed to push it off and push it off. And the last five years, he wasn't able to do it. He's an onus. According to the Ravid, he's going to be chayev chorus. Because he was already, when he was 13, 14, there was chorus frozen on his head. It's just the Ebishter says, you know, there's a get out of jail free card. If you happen to do the bris, you'll be able to free yourself. But if you don't happen to do the bris, I don't care if you're an onus, you were ill the last five years, you couldn't do it. I'm not pinning you for that, I'm pinning you for what you did when you were 13. So that's how the Ursamech explains the difference of the Rambam and the Ravid. What's bothering you? Yeah. What happens when the guy gets married, so nobody knows he didn't have a bris, now she finds out he doesn't have a bris. So the marriage is annulled, no? Now she finds out. <laughs>
What do you mean I should talk about on the night of the wedding? What do you no, he'll tell her this is what a bris is. She knows what a bris is. She, uh, she uh, learned uh, it in school. Uh, what do you mean how? <laughs> she should hack him a giant okay. to get a bris. No, no, he's not getting a bris. It's the same situation that the marriage is annulled, no? Yeah, exactly. He's not a Jew. Right, right. No, he's a Jew. No, he didn't have a bris. So he's been a Jew. No, you you missed the beginning. He's not. That's what. No, 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 no. He's born a Jew. No, that was before Matan Torah. I'm asking. That's the question. No, no, no. No, she could she could say that this is a mistaken transaction. So then, but he still doesn't get a a bris till he's seventy. How can they stay married? No, 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 they could. Uh, that's my question. It's forbidden for her to be with him because he doesn't have a bris. There's no, there's no prohibition. The issue is, no, no, I'm wondering, it could, there are certain times that, that uh, the, the marriage falls off. Marriage is a transaction. If there was deception. Well, she didn't know you didn't have a bris. Yeah, they never discussed it. They never discussed it. I never had a bris. They never discussed it. You know what? She married him thinking he's a complete kosher. Deception. He's a kosher. That's the question. He's a kosher. Deception. But so how does it go back to Avraham? You can ask lots of things. Well, what if they got married and then she finds out he, I don't know, he doesn't keep Shabbos or he certain... All these types of questions. What if she got married and then all of a sudden, you know, news comes out. Certain things are mevatel, you know, break the marriage. Certain things don't. Okay, let's go, let's go. So our discussion is like this. If you look at the Rambam in number two, once the kid's bar mitzvah, we see the kid's chayv to take care of himself. But what about the father's obligation? The Rambam doesn't address it. The Rambam begins saying a father has to take care of the son, got it. Then he says once the kid's bar mitzvah, he has to do it himself. Does that mean the father's free? I mean, what's going on over here? So look at number four is a minchas chinuch. The great minchas chinuch was a chassidish gone, an incredible Torah scholar. In the times of the Tzemach Tzedek, Rabbi Yosef um, Ba'abad. Ba'abad? Ba'abad. Ben Av Bezdin. Ben Avbezdin was the, sounds like a Sephardish name. Yeah. He wasn't a... There's last yeah. until today. There's the, he was actually a brother-in-law with Reb Chaim Sanzer, the Divrei Chaim, a great Chassidish Gohan as well. The Minchas Chinuch had a horrible fire in his house. All of his manuscripts were burnt. <laughs> Everything was burnt, except for, as he said it, a couple pages he wrote on the Sefer HaChinuch, which today is three big volumes. But he was speaking with his brother-in-law and he said, all those years of work all the manuscripts, bookshelves of manuscripts, all destroyed. And all I have now is a couple notes I wrote on the Sefer HaChinuch. So Reb Chaim Sanders said, no, don't be dejected. Take that, print that, and you're going to see that for you till the end of time, people are going to be cocking in your work. You, for you, it's just a couple notes on the Sefer HaChinuch. But for world jewelry, it's going to be a, a world-shattering um, composition. So the Minchas Chinuch says in number four, it's in this week's parasha, um, on the mitzvah of Milo. The Im Anima Supik, he says, I'm not sure. Im Higdil, if the kid becomes bar mitzvah, she mitzvah gam kein alei ramya, the mitzvah is now upon him, he's mechuyiv to be mal himself. Im gam kein mitzvah, there's still a mitzvah on the father. Veloi nifka mitzvah mitzvah, has the mitzvah not left the father, so they're both chayiv to take care of it. Or Dilmo may be the mitzvah on the father's only when the kid's a kid. Avokashahigda wants the kid's bar mitzvah. 
maybe ain't chiva mitzvah lav, maybe the father is no longer obligated, only the kid. And then he says, Miloshan Arava Machaber, from the language of the Sefer Achinuch, who was one of the Rishonim 800 years ago, who writes, Almi Vachulam Milas Bonavaktanim, Niriksas, it seems, Dafka Bonavaktanim, it seems from the Sefer Achinuch only children below Bar Mitzvah, not once the kids Bar Mitzvah. Vanafkim, you know, what's the difference? The Ima Av Ba'atz Moimoyal. If the father himself is a moil, we mentioned that Taka, the Marach or Zorua holds the Chiv of Milas only to arrange it. Many Rishonim believe, no, the mitzvah is actually to do it. When you get a moil, his Yushliach, which would mean that if you are able to do the circumcision, you've got to do it yourself. We always say, mitzvah boy, better yourself than a messenger. So if the Chiv is really to do the bris, the moil is only your shliach, then if you yourself are able to do it, you got to do it yourself, which would mean after the kids bar mitzvah, the father should still do it. And the father should do it himself if the chiv still is upon him. The shittas hashach and chayshemishpa, whatever, that you shouldn't give it to somebody else. What if the kid wants to do it himself when he's 13? What if he wants to do it himself, right? And the father also wants to do it. Who gets rights? What if they're both fighting? The father hasn't seen the kid for many years. He finally sees him. Oh, you've got to get a bris. And they're both fighting. Each one wants uh, himself to do it. So if loy nifka mitzvah the father is still chayev, the father comes first. Why? Now, how does he know that for sure? You, what I would assume is it because the father's chayev is much longer standing. The father was chayev already f- before the kid was chayev. What, what does that happen? We know. We often have an idea. If you have two mitzvahs and one mitzvah, your chiv started earlier, then... Take uh, precedent. Yeah. Yeah. It comes up in a number of areas of halacha. So it could be that's the idea over here. But he continues, in love, if the father's not chayiv, bevadai, the son, if he's able to do it himself, then he has to do it himself. He shouldn't get his father. In addition, he says, if one of them did the mitzvah, if... Uh, if one of them did the mitzvah, there's an idea. If you steal somebody's mitzvah, you've got to pay them 10 gold coins. So, anyhow, so that could also make a difference. Look at the next paragraph, V'lechayra. We're on the, on the right-hand side of the page, the one V'lechayra. Continues the Minchas Chinuch. It seems to me that uh, the Iker HaMitzvah Al Ha'av, it should still be on the Father, because there in the Dechay Shosham B'Shas, in the Gemara Kedushin, we count all the things that are avis chayev. For example, lomel to give the bris, the is to do a redeem his kid, to marry off the kid. Now, marrying off the kid is vada the kid's bar mitzvah. So, if they're all in the same box, then just like marriage is after bar mitzvah, then so too bris miller imkain lomoyla v'liftois anami. So, his first, his first um, perspective would be that the father is chayev forever. He said, wait a second. Everything we learn there from Sukkim. All the other things there, marrying off the kid, Pidyan Aben, it speaks there about doing it for your child, and it doesn't mention the kids that it's a kid. But by Brismillo, it does mention that it's a kid. So maybe it's different. Pidyan Aben, he says, it says, the firstborn of your kids. God that means even after Bar Mitzvah. The Talmud Torah we learn out the Maratomesim is Bnechem, so that means any kid, even if the kid's fifty years old. 
all the Hasid to marry him off. You learn from Pasuk, get for your children. Why? It doesn't say the age of the kid. What's the source that a father has to um, circumcise the kid? It's from Vayomal Avram Asisrak Benoi who was eight days old, that's the, the, like Hashem commanded him, that proves that he was commanded, but Milas Yitzchak, he was eight days old. So Mila might be the one exception, the father's only chayiv when the baby's a baby. Now maybe it's only when it's eight days old, who said when the kid's four or five? I feel, even if you're going to tell me that after Zmano, the father's chayiv, fine, behind the Bekat as long as the kid's uh, under Bar Mitzvah. But Begadlusa is different because then the kids chayiv himself. So maybe the father can go on vacation then. Maybe only the kid, not the father. Then he said, Shuvar Isi I saw in the words of the Sefer, Harav HaMachaber, the author of the Chinuch, in the Mitzvah 392, which is Pidyan Aben. The Sefer HaChinuch asks our very question by Pidyan Aben. He says, This is the Sefer HaChinuch 800 years ago. That his lefiadoma, that it appears to him that a father is always chayev to be paid to the kid. When it comes to pidyon aben, it's forever, even after the kid's bar mitzvah, the father's obligated, because the pasuk says v'chol bechor adam b'vanechadiv to all kids. How do you see from here the mitzvah on the father forever? And then the chinuch says so too. It seems in mesechta kedushin. Says the Minchas Chinuch, Ataroy, you see from here, Shorav HaMachab, and the Sefer Chinuch is unsure. He says, But he's leaning that Chayiv to be paid because of the Pasuk. Ah, oh, the Pasuk? Look at the Pasuk by Brismila. In Kenkan Adarabi, here is Fakert, where the Pasuk by Brismila clearly is referring to a kid. Yitzchak was a baby. Maybe you're only Chayiv when he's a baby and you're not Chayiv when he's older. I don't see, find that people are talking about this question. The Sefer Chinuch discusses by Pidyan Aben. He does not discuss it by Brismila. Now, when it comes to Pidyan Aben, Taka, in number seven, there's a Sikh of the Rebbes and Chelek Yud Aleph in Parshas Boy, the Rebbe discusses basically the Shail of the Sefer Achinuch, what's it dependent on? So the Rebbe says... What is, what is the mashma from the Pasuk that you have over there, Yishmol Benay? Oh, 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 we're, we're going to get there, we're going to get there. Faket, from Yishmol Benay, it says he was 13. He was, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be the Kasha. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be the Kasha. So look at number seven, this is from the Rebbe. Benegei la'avia ben Concerning the father who redeems the son, and as far as the kid is being redeemed, there's two ways you could explain it. Aleph, number one. It could be the mitzvah is on the kid. But because the kid's only 30 days old, what do you, what do you want from a 30-day-old kid? Being that it's we're number seven, since he can't redeem himself because he's a kid, when the mitzvah devolves upon the kid, he's a kid. So the father steps in. He tila hatoyer the mitzvah on the father to be paid to the kid. V'nichnes b'mkoyim b'chiyavzeh, and the father takes on the responsibility. That's option one. Bay's option two is mikora the dinner chiv is on the father. The chiv's really on the father. Mitzvahs hapidyni mitzvahs, and I don't have the rest. But the second option is the mitzvahs on the father. It is your kid. You're redeeming your kid. What's the difference of the two ways? So the Rebbe there says very simple. The first way, again, the first way is really the chiv's on the kid. The kid's the firstborn. The 30-day-year-old kid, what do you want from him? So the Abisha tells the father, you take care of it. But once the, once the kid's bar mitzvah, now the kid's responsible, the father could go on vacation, the chiv would be on the kid. 
The Rebbe says, though, but if it's the second way, the second way is it's the father's chiv. It's just once the kid's bar mitzvah, he goes on the train too. But the father remains chayev forever. So that's how the Rebbe explains the suffolk of the Sefer HaChinuch. Like Sefer HaChinuch not sure. This is the, the two logics behind it. In that same sicha, the Rebbe discusses by bris mili, you can have the same, two, the same question. One option is it's really the kid needs the bris. Haraya, chorus is only ever going to be on the kid. Father never gets chorus. So you would say option A would be really the kid's the one that needs the bris. But it's eight days old. What do you expect? So Hashem tells the father, you take care of it. But once the kid's bar mitzvah and he can do it, the father's off. Option B would be no. A father has an obligation to take care of the son's bris. The Abishta gave a godly obligation on the father. And it's forever. No chorus. There's another din that the kid, when he becomes bar mitzvah, he's chayv to do it himself. And if he doesn't, he gets chorus. So it's the exact same question. The Sikh is talking about Pidina Ben, but throughout the footnotes at the bottom, the Rebbe keeps discussing Bris Miller. And the Rebbe goes back and forth and back and forth. And uh, he quotes a tshuva of the Rivosh, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Sheshis, one of the last of the Rishonim. He was uh, in, in uh, Spain. And then in 1391, with all the pogroms and everything, he went down to, uh, to North Africa, to Algeria. And the Rivosh, in a famous letter, points out the difference of the bracha you make by Bris Miller, he writes, says, the, the, the Nusuch is Lomul, whereas by Pidyan Haben, it's Al Pidyan Haben. And the Rivosh wants to say that by Pidyan Haben, it's really the kid's chiv. The Abishta instructs the father to take care of it. Once the, father's bar, once the kid's bar mitzvah, the kid could do it himself, the father can go. That's it. It's not his problem anymore. But by Bris Miller, where it's lomul, it's poshed an obligation on the father himself. So the Rebbe number eight says like this. It's a few footnotes here. I have the sikhov. It's a few different footnotes where the Rebbe goes mamish back and forth. That by Pidin Ben, you could say one way, by Bris Miller the other way. In number eight, based on what the Rivosh says, that by Pidin Ben, you say al. It's opposite to what the Rebbe wanted to say in one of the footnotes. That it would come out that by Bris Miller, it's Tafka Chiv on the father, in contrast to Pidyan Aben. If you're looking at the Nusukh of the Bracha, there's more reason to say Pidyan Aben is on the kid. The father takes care of it till the kid's older, then the father leaves. But by Bris Miller, which is a chiv directly on the father, maybe the chiv is forever. But then the Rebbe says, What's the Rebbe talking about? There's a comment of the Rambam in the Pirish Mishnayis. Does the Rebbe quote it over here? He quotes it in another, uh, yeah, he quotes it in another footnote. It's a Rambam in Masech the Shabbos, his commentary Mishnayis. And the Rambam says like this, Once the kid is 13, and he, he reaches a time of Chiyav, nobody else is obligated except for him. It seems from the Rambam in Pirish HaMishnah very clearly that uh, once the kid's Bar Mitzvah, he's responsible for himself and that's it. His father's gone. But according to the Rivosh's word that it depends on the Nusuch of the Bracha, then since by Miller the Rambam says the father says Lomul, it should be a Chiyav on the father forever. So that's a question the Rebbe has over here. But I'll call upon him... 
No, the Rebbe ends off his debate bavli in the Yerushalmi. There's so many options. The Rebbe gives numerous, numerous options in the, in the footnotes over there. Contrasting and comparing Pidyan Aben to Brismila. But I'll call upon him. The fact is, the fact is, the Rambam writes in the Pirish HaMishnayis that by Brismila, once the kid is 13, finished, finished. It's the kid and only the kid who's responsible, not the father. Not the father. The Minchas Chinuch seems to be leaning that way as well. We saw a number four. He starts off with a question, but he seems to be leaning towards the fact that, uh, that uh, once the kid's 13, the father can go on vacation. The problem is, wait a second, look at number one in this week's Parsha. Yishmol is Bar Mitzvah. Didn't Rashi say it was the Bar Mitzvah day is Bar Mitzvah? And Avram, Avram gives him a bris miller. Avram was commanded to do it. Why don't we see from there that a father has to give a bris to his son even after the son is bar mitzvah? It's a big problem. The Rambam and the Pirish Mishnai says clearly that the mitzvah wants the kids bar mitzvah. It's on the kid and only on the kid. Why don't we learn from this week's parsha? So there happens to be a letter of the Rashba that people quote. The Rashba is talking about Pidyan Aben. The Rashba learns Pidyan Aben, the father's chayiv, forever. And the Rajbah says, because in Masech de Kedushim, we put all the mitzvahs together, and just like the other mitzvahs are forever, so too Pidyon Aben. That's what he says. Now, in the list that's mentioned in Masech de Kedushim, Bris is there too. It seems from the Rajbah that Bris itself also goes forever. So you would say, that's great. And maybe he learns it from the fact that Avram gave Yishmael a Bris when Yishmael was bar mitzvah. But what are you going to do with the Rambam? The Rambam and the Pirish HaMishnayis, the Minchas Chinuch wants to learn... And many others assume that once the kid's bar mitzvah, the father, the father's, you know, he's released. So what happened with Avram and Yishmo? Okay, so in number five, we have a Maharal. The Maharal says like this. Um... The bris miller happened when Avram was 99, Yishmol was 13. It seems like it was on the day of their birthday, which means Yishmol had now just finished 13 years. He's bar mitzvah. Avram just finished 99 years, which means Avram is now in the year 100, just started year 100, and Yishmol just started year 14. The morale says that's not the pshat. The morale says it was the last year of Avram's 99th year. The last day. Avram did not yet enter into Shnas Hameya. Avram was in his last moment of the 99th year. And so too was Yishmol. It was the last moment of the 13th year. The Maral says it was Dafka. He says, Yesh Latarets, why, why the Apostle repeats in the second line, Hakos of Omer, that in the years of Avram, Talia, Shaloye Nichnes Shnas Kusla Avram. Avram should not enter year 100 without a bris. Now, if he, was, if he turned 99, that means he, at, that, at the moment you turn 99, you know what else happens? You begin year 100. The Abisha did not want him to begin year 100 without a bris, and so to Yishmol, that Yishmol should not enter the 14th year, he should not reach 13. The clock should not strike 13 years and is an oral. Kikoi the Matan Torah, there's no punishment till 100, fine. And it's Mashmi says the Ben Kufyanish when you reach the hundredth year, not a hundred, when you're ninety-nine in a second. He says, it's not fitting that Avram should enter the hundredth year without a Brismilla. And he says, So too, 
that Yishmol should, should be 13, without a bris can't be. So he says that right before Yishmol turned 13, it was the last moment of the 13th year, Yishmol had his bris. And he says, Davka Yishmol was still a cotton. He said, Avram was not going to wait till he's a godel, because then Yishmol, you know, you could read it yourself. The Maral says very clearly, it was the last moment of Yishmol being 13, the last moment of Avram. before their birthdays. What? Or maybe it was the <laughs> the child is maybe the clock has to reach the same time, even when you reach the anniversary of your birthday. Maybe <laughs> maybe there's an idea that it has to reach the exact. We say when someone's thirteen in one day. What's the pshat? Because when they reach the, the the birthday, if you count the day they were born plus today's day, you have thirteen years in one day. But the truth is, if he was born at the end of the day, late afternoon. And it's 13 years later. He's born in Ches Cheshven, yeah? And then, <coughs> uh, late afternoon, and then 13 years later, when Ches Cheshven begins, is, you can call it 13 years in one day if you count both days, but really you can't count both days. Because the first Ches Cheshven is born at the end of the day, and this one is only the beginning of the night. Yet we consider that Shalosh Cheshven and V'yom Echad. But, uh, I don't know, with the Maral, maybe it was the day before, maybe it was on the day, and for some reason then they were waiting till the clock reached the exact moment. But the Maral says clearly that Yishmol had the bris before he became a gadol. Fascinating. Fascinating. In fact, if you look at the Targum Yonis and Benozil and the Chumash, he says in the end of Lechacha, before, he says clearly, before Yishmol entered the 14th year. That means before the clock struck 13 years. See, so was still a cotton. Now, it's a chiddush, though, that whole word, because Rashi says on that the day that he turned 99 and 13, it seems like, it seems like he was actually a gadol. Repinchas Baal Hafla was a great, great student of the Magid of Mizrich, one of the greatest uh, Torah geniuses 250 years ago. Mm. A close friend of the Alter Rebbe. The Misnagdim these days look at him as, uh, they say he was a Litvisher, he wasn't a Chassid Bechal, they deny it. He wrote a Sefer on Chumish called Ponim Yafes. And in it there were many Chassidic ideas that he brought. When they printed his Sefer, they removed all of it. It was all taken out and removed. It was all taken out and removed. Reb Chaim Sanza was furious about it. And he said, he said, those that printed it, they took out, you know, whenever they found any hint to the Magid of Mizritz or Chassidus, they took it all out. They say who was involved in the printing, our Rabbi Margola's friend from, uh, from Brod. But uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Because no, we don't know any other, he wasn't known to be Misnagid, so uh, he was involved in the printing. What that means is, I don't know, maybe the manuscripts they gave him already had, uh, had yeah, the chassidus yeah. taken out. I don't know what to tell you. But I'll call him. stops here. I'll call him. The Ponim Yafas, he writes, he says, we got the whole story of Yishmol and Avram wrong. He says, Yishmol got his bris from Avram, not as Avram's child, as Avram's servant. As Avram's servant. Who's Yishmol's mother? Hagar. Avram freed Hagar when he married her. There is a lengthy Erechaim where he discusses that ultimately when Sarah convinces Avram to throw Hagar out of the house, right? <coughs> Sarah's taina was, she's my shifcha, she's my maidservant. Avram says, what do you mean? I married her, I freed her. Sarah says, you can't free her, she was mine. She was given to me as a gift by Paroi. 
And uh, she, you couldn't free her. That means her freedom was no good. She's still a maidservant. That, that says, what? I think the Rebbe says not that Avram said I freed her. Avram said I thought you gave her to me. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. So that's another option. The fact that it was Hog- that it was Sarah's idea, right? So Sarah is now telling her that Bechlau, no, you know, I never freed her, which would mean that Yishmoel has a din of an evid. You know, if, if uh, it goes by the mother, if, if, if someone's mother is a shifcha, a maidservant, then the kid's an evid, a slave. If you have a servant in your house, you're obligated to give them a bris as a master. It doesn't matter the age of the kid. It doesn't matter the age of the kid. So that's the path that the Ponim Yofis takes. In fact, I saw that Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, they quote that he reads in number one, he has a great deal in the Pasuk. In number one, Look in the in In the essence of this day, Nimal Avram and Yishmael. You should have said Nimailu. Nimail is, is singular. She says, you read it like this. In the essence of this day, Nimal Avram. Avram had the bris. Period. Yishmael Benoy and all Anshe Bey say da da da. Nimailu ito. Yishmael got a bris milah to give it the whole household. Because the Panam Yafa says Avram gave Yishmael the bris as an evet, not as his son. Now that's a very interesting take on the matter, the but question uh, is, the question is, if, 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 if let's say somebody there's a mitzvah, right? That if you have a shivcha from after matan it says if you have a shivcha, you have to have you have to have, uh, you have to give your evid to the shivcha to have children, whatever. You don't have to be. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You no, know, if you you have to have either you, you have to give it to your son. What, oh, an Avriya. No, no, that's a Jewish girl. Yeah, Omevriya. Yeah. Oh, so this is an interesting answer, but it's. Uh, <laughs> not the simple pshat is Yishmol got. Uh, it says the pasuk says Yishmol benoi. The pasuk Yishmol benoi. Now, if Yaakov Kamenetsky's diuk is right, it's, it's very Yishmol benoi. It's in the wrong pasuk. It's in the wrong place. The word benoi maybe shouldn't be there. It's a cute vart, but lechayr it's not the simple reading. So we're we're back up the creek without a paddle. The simple reading seems to be Yishmol was bar mitzvah. Avram did it as a father. So doesn't this prove that a father always has to give the son a bris? Yes. So there are those that say, wait a second, don't you know the rule? You can't learn from before Matan Torah. It's a Yerushalmi, it Taisus quotes. The Yerushalmi says that, I've, that uh, they sat Avelus seven days. By Yaakov, seven days of Avelus. And the Yerushalmi says, you can't prove from there that forever there needs to be seven days of Avelus. You can't learn from what it says before Matan Torah. You can't learn from what it says before Matan Torah. <clears throat> In the year 2448, Hashem gives us the Torah. That's everything changes. Nitna Torah, Nishchat Shalach, there's new halachas. Whatever was recorded before then is important to know and everything, but it's not halachically binding. So many say, Taka Yishmol was bar mitzvah. Avram gave him the bris, Avram had to. But there's nothing to do with what we do now. The problem with that is, it, I don't know, to, to me it doesn't make any sense. First of all, first of all, you know, there is a posk in Parshish Tazriah, that, that's a source to do the mitzvah of Mila. The Yerushalmi Taka says that's the source of the mitzvah. The Bavli doesn't. The Bavli says the source of the mitzvah of Mila is from the posk in Lech Lecha. We quote all the psukim from Lech Lecha. Not just that. There are many things we learn from before Matan Torah. You can't mix one simcha with the other. We learn from what Lavan tells Yankiv. Finish the joyment with Leah, and then you'll marry Rachel. We learn out from there you can't mix one joy with another. 
we learn Zerizin Magdim in the Mitzvahs from Avraham Avin. He got up early. What do you mean? How could you quote from before Matan Torah? So there's many ways of going about it. The Shavus Zerizin Magdim in the Mitzvah is a halacha. It's halacha. Ain ma'avin simcha b'simcha is a halacha. Ain ma'avin you're not... It's halacha. You're not supposed to. Okay, but that's not a, that's not the halacha. We're not learning from Avram. There's a there's halacha. No, aser la adam the shamish mitasa bishneira oven. It's aser for a person to have a union with his wife during years of hunger. It's a prohibition. We learn it from Pashas Mikates from Yosef. It says Yosef had his kids before the hunger began. We learn a we learn a prohibition. So the shavus Yankiv, Rabbi Yankiv Raisha, the great, gone three hundred years ago, he tainas. Anything which is logical, you can learn from before Madden Torah. You can't learn a rule which has no explanation. They sat Avedus for Yankov seven days. Why seven? Ah, seven days. You've got to do seven days. For that, we'll tell you anything which is like a chayk, you can't learn from before Madden Torah. Anything which is logical, you can. The Maharats Chayis, one of the big guys in him 200 years ago, he tainers that anything which was said as a command, you could learn before Matan Torah. Gid said before Matan Torah. Prudavu said before. Anything written as a command, you could learn. It's all the things which are said as a story. Like the, 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 the fact that they sent Avedas, that they sent Avedas was said as a story. What? No. Even things that are said as a story, you'll divide. Some yes, some not. Something said as a command, for sure you could learn from. And the Marat Chayis gives an example all the things that happened by Avraham Bishmila. A Yisrael, it's not a command. By Neach, it is. Right, no, so I said, if it's a story, then some you will learn, some you won't. If it's a command, the, the buck stops there. Of course you could learn. So we're back up the creek without a paddle. So I'm going to offer an answer and tell them what you think. In number six, it's another Minchas Chinuch that uh, we know when it comes to Yidin, until bar mitzvah, a person is a child. After bar mitzvah, or a girl, bas mitzvah, they're an adult. What about by goyim? What about by goyim? Do they also have 13 and 12? So it's a big debate. It depends. What's the source that by Yidin it goes by 13 and 12? There's a debate. There's a medrash rabbah that says, we learn it from Shimon and Levi when they fought against Shem. It calls them an ish. And if you work out the years, they were 13. We learn out from there, at 13 you become an ish. The Rosh, in a letter, writes that all of the numbers were given to Moshe Rabbein at Mount Sinai. All of the numbers for Mechitzas being Tentvachim, Kezayis, all of the amounts, numbers, all the mathematics was given to Moshe when he was there on Har Sinai. Amongst those numbers, says the Rosh, are the years 13 and 12. Comes the Minchas Chinuch and says, ah... All those numbers that were told to Moshe and Har Sinai were only told to Jews, not to Goyim. A Goy can't have Avim and Achai, it's not a Kazai, it's even a drop. A Goy can't steal, it's not a Shava Pruta like it is for a Jew, it's anything. There's no Shiurim by a Goy. So it says in Minchaschinach number six, it's that it's Mavur in the Rambam that cotton Sha'avar al Echod mina mitzvah Shalai Einanek. The Rambam says that if a Goy <coughs> violates one of his seven commands, if he's a kid, he doesn't get killed. Says the Minchas Chinuch, ain't kavanosay cotton kaidim 13 years old. When the Rambam says a Goyish cotton is exempt, he doesn't mean 13. Because 13 was given only to Jews, based on the Rosh. You know what a Goy depends by? On his maturity, his or her maturity. Are they 
reliable and be, uh, can you hold them accountable? Are they responsible or are they still kinderish? Rak imu cotton, lefi aim dundite depends on each person. If this Gentile kid in his mind is still young and immature, ain't like das, he has no understanding. Al Kain ain't ancient. So when the Rambam says that a guy should cut and is off the hook, it doesn't mean 13. That's not the barometer by a guy. Ulafize, he says, I feel a cotton, and the Michas Chinuk says, big chidushim. We know by Yidin that if a married woman, God forbid, does, uh, or, or any erva, has a forbidden relationship with a man, if the boy is under nine years old, then the intimacy doesn't count. Says the Minchas Chinuch, by God, there's no such thing. I feel a cotton me pachas me bentesha. If you have a four-year-old Gentile boy, Boal Agdoyli lives with a, a Gentile woman who was a married woman. Ima cotton ain't by das. So if the kid is a fool, right? Never, she's killed. She's killed. Not like a Jew that less than nine years old ain't be also be a clout. By a Jew, if the man's less than nine, doesn't count. Even if he's a boy? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not Gilead right. But, uh, I know, that, right. Uh, you would assume that nine years old is more of a physiologi- physiological thing, right? The Minchas Chinuch understands not. He says, and if this four-year-old kid knew what he was doing, he would kill him too. And so if a Ben Noach lives with his sister and she's less than three years old, because in Allah, less than three is nothing, he says, by a guy, we'll throw that din out the window. There's no difference above nine, below nine, above three, below three. All those dinim were only told are part of the shiurim whispered to Moshe on Mount Sinai. Nothing to do with the guy. And then he says, I can now understand a difficult Rambam. The Rambam says that a ben noyach, sodomy, God forbid, a ben noyach can killed if he was with another male, even if the other male was a child. And the Kesef Mishnah said it's mashma, even if the other male was less than nine. And the Kesef Mishnah says, I don't know where the Rambam got it from. It's simple. I'll tell you where the Rambam got it from. Because the Rambam holds like the rush that what was that all the numbers were told to Moshe and Har Sinai amongst all the Shiurim, that's only for Jews, not for Goim. For Goim is a different barometer. It's the person's understanding and the person's knowledge. So what I want to suggest is that Yishmael was Taka 13. This din of the Rosh, that it depends on the, on the kid's knowledge and understanding, it goes both ways. If he's a clever nine-year-old, he'll be held accountable. If he's a foolish 18-year-old, he also won't be held accountable. If you look through the way Chazal described Yishmael, he was very unstable. Yodoy bakol yad kolba, he had no limit, the ideas of where, he was a pair of Adam. <laughs> The Targum Yonis and Taichas that in this week's parasha when, you, when he's referred to as a pera Adam, he's going to be like an animal. Like an animal. Mamish lacking in understanding. Lacking in understanding. You know, I always think Yodoy Bakul, his hands and everything, Viyad Kol Boy, remind us what it says in Pukiyavas. Shali, Shalach, Shalach, Shali. It's all a mix. And what does it say there? This is an Amaretz. And I'm afraid to explain how such a, such a life has no wisdom. It's, it's, it's cute, but it's, it's foolish. Well, that's what Yishmael was. What? Communism. Yeah, but that's not <clears throat> something without agency, without your personal agency. That's a difference. That's a f- it, show, it shows in a lack of understanding. I think the fact that the Targum Yonason says in this week's Parsha, when the Malach tells Hagar he's going to be a pera Adam, 
the Targum Yenison says is going to be like an animal, means that's how his actions are going to be. In next week's parasha, we see Yishmol is metzachik, busy playing around. Rashi says, murder, avodazara, gili arayiz, and the guy had his hand in everything. Yodid bakos, like in every single avera. So l'chayra, you could tie in it, maybe Yishmol was taka over bar mitzvah. But he was not settled, his mind wasn't settled, and therefore there's no raya, you know? There's no raya, because when it comes to a ben noyach like Yishmol was, it all depends on the person's understanding. At that time, he was still considered a cut and a kid. So translating that in halacha would just be before bar mitzvah. There's no raya that older than bar mitzvah, the father's still chayev. So the Rambam is vindicated. But like I mentioned, many believe the Rajba disagrees. So it comes out as probably a debate between the Rambam and the Rashba. The Rambam holds the father is no longer chayev once the kid's bar mitzvah, and the Rajba seems to hold the father's chayev forever. Forever. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.